Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Breaking news, breaking news. Hang on, before I'm going to interrupt <laughs> Before you. I even do my <laughs> intro. All right, go ahead and do your intro. I'm so excited here. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast on the day that the Blue Jays return home to Rogers Center. I've got chills because the Blue Jays are taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they're fighting for that division. Speaking of Blue Jays, Neil, go ahead. <laughs> Breaking news here, boys and girls. We have uh, the Blue Jays on the day they're coming home. They're coming back to Toronto. Fuck Buffalo. We're home. We have a new ace in town, Jose Barrios. Has been traded to the Toronto Calling Blue Jays. Calling him an ace already, eh? He's an ace. He was the ace of uh, the Minnesota Twins. He's now, you know, between him and Hunjian Ru. He is uh, a Love nice... Love you say that name. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he um, Great haul for the Blue Jays. You know, they got the best pitcher available out there at the trade deadline. You know, they gave up a shitload for him, though. That's the thing. They gave up my boy, Austin Martin. And I was really excited to see Austin Martin. He was probably going to make his arrival to the big league team next year. Um, he was drafted, if you remember, he was drafted last year, fifth overall. He's going to be a star in this league. So really sad to see him go. And on top of that, Simeon Woods Richards, who's a top a top 100 prospect in the MLB as well, um, in the Blue Jays pipeline. He's 20 years old. Austin Mar- Martin is 22 given up a lot for Jose Barrios, but uh, what are your thoughts on this, Josh? My thoughts is that, um, my thoughts are that, wow, <clears throat> I've got a lot going on in my brain right now. Uh, my thoughts are that uh, the Jays front office is looking at this team and saying, we can make this happen right now. Especially, here's my hot take, especially with the Jays returning home tonight, they're going to be a rejuvenated team. We're playing in front of, I mean, like playing in front of Buffalo and like some Jays fans there is one thing. But when you're playing under the lights of Rogers Center and you look up to an, to an open dome and you see the CN Tower and you know that you are home in Toronto, you're going to see a rejuvenated team tonight. George Springer, Marcus Simeon, like these players that came in in the offseason have never played in Toronto before. They've never played in front of a Toronto fan base they've never played in front of home fans in toronto so i think we're gonna see a rejuvenated team i think i mean tampa bay is a good team this year i mean they're a good team last year as well obviously um but i think the jays are gonna blow up the Rays tonight in my opinion you know there's a lot of pressure right now on uh, atkins and chaparro uh with- shapiro with the moves that they've made the last Shapiro. two days. Mark Shapiro. Shapiro. Yeah, the moves they made the last two days, you know, with acquiring uh, a closer from Washington and Brad Hand, they, I don't know if you know this, but they actually, you know, have this deal with Brad Hand where they're now going to pay him $6.5 million after the fact, after this year, um, in deferred money. That's just the way his contract's being broken down with the Blue Jays. Why is so that? I don't know. I don't know why. So they've got a rental reliever who's probably not going to be with us after this year. On top of that, they're giving up last year's number five overall pick. I, you know, I really hope 
you know, for the Blue Jays who are not in a playoff spot right now, who are four and a half games out of a wild card spot, who are nine and a half games back of the leading Tampa Bay Rays, or is it the it's the Red, Red Sox? The, Red right Sox. Now, the, the Rays are right right behind them. Uh, it, it just seems like a, a ri- and you know I understand you know this this team's in a win now mode and they're you know their stars the year that Vladdy's having the year that Bichette and Tioscar is having this year. Marcus Simeon, even Marcus Simeon, you know yeah. he's on a one year deal. Yeah, we got to resign Simeon. That's another thing. He. You know, the, this team is built to win right now. They're just not winning because of their bullpen and because of their pitching. Is it too late to start right now? No. I know. We'll see. Do you disagree? It's a risky, bold move to mortgage the future when you're not in a playoff spot. I, I was watching um, ESPN yesterday, and they were talking about how the Jays need to be realistic about their playoff hopes. And I think it's way too early to call that. If they were like... The, the Orioles right now, who are 26 and a half games back of the of the division, then I would say, yeah, we need to be realistic about our playoff hopes. But nine and a half games back at this point in the season is not far. And four and a half games back of a wild card spot, especially with the Jays coming home, it's not far off. I think yeah. I think we still got a lot of time. You don't want to be in that playoff, in that wild card spot, though. You want to win the division. Oh, 100%. You, you want know, to win the so. division. You know the Jays could very easily go on a twenty-game winning streak here now. You know with, you know with the top three that they have and their starters, Robbie Ray has been lights out this year. He's yeah. been fantastic. They got to get him re-signed. He has mutual interest to want to stay. Hyun Jian Ru is he's lights here. out. He's, he's lights out right now. He's, he's a true ace. You know, and now the addition of Berrios, that's a top three that can compete with anyone in this league. Okay, so we have our we have our five starters. Who are our main five starters right now? Well, Manoa is coming back from injury this Saturday. Alec Manoa. Do you keep him as a starter? A hundred percent, you do. Okay. He is in the lineup. He is your starter. Ross Stripling as well. I think rounds out the top five. He okay, is so also. Let's, let's let's map out the top five right now. Yeah. So we got Ryu, Manoa, Stephen Matz, mm-hmm. um, Stripling, yeah, Robbie Ray. So I forgot about uh, Matt. So we got Matt's, well. Matt's would be the number five. You'd push Ross Stripling to a long relief bullpen okay, so arm. You put, yeah, because the bullpen needs it. So we put Stripling in the bullpen. And then we got Berrios going to the top five. Mm-hmm. So your top five? That's Ryu, a strong top five. You got Ryu, Berrios, uh, Robbie Ray, Manoa, and Matt's. Yeah. Stripling is starting tonight. Mm-hmm. He is scheduled to start tonight. Um so you're saying move him to the bullpen eventually, though, as we go into our playoff, push, which exactly. I don't think is a bad idea at all because our yeah. bullpen is struggling. Yeah, we need to continue to more. If they're going to continue and sell like this, you might as well sell some more prospects for some top bullpen arms as for well. For some bullpen, yeah. You if were we, mentioning uh, before we started this podcast that uh, Craig Kimbrell would look good in this bullpen as well. He would look good. He would. Um, and there's rumors around Kimbrel. I mean, like the deadline is literally in three hours. So I don't know if they'll be able to get a Kimbrel deal done in three hours. They would have to have it like in the mix already. And I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Um, you know, Blue Jays Twitter right now is basically saying that the Blue Jays got fleeced in this trade with Minnesota. The fact that they gave up, you know, the huge amount of prospect 
you know, like they just mortgage our future basically. And they're, what they're saying is that they could have given up less to get someone like Max Scherzer and Trey Turner because, you know, the Dodgers did give up less than what the Jays just did for Barrios for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. Uh, however, um, yeah, I think it, you look at this team and you at one point you have to stop saying, you know, like, oh, we're giving up our future or we need to plan for the future. Let's plan for right now. Yeah. I'm getting 2015 vibes from this team. Like when they went at the deadline and they got Tulowitzki, like that's David like, Price. David Price. Yeah. Like we're in win now mode. And I think, I mean, we even made the playoffs last season. We weren't supposed to. So, like, this team has it in them. Playoffs? We talking playoffs? playoffs? Uh, Yeah, I know. The Jays are returning home tonight to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. I will be watching. I sure hope all of you will be watching as well. Um, Should we move on? Yeah, we got got lots to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about. You know, a lot of trades, a lot of signings, draft. Sports, sports, sports everywhere. Let's talk a little bit about NHL. Yeah, let's do it. Um, The free agent frenzy. Wow, how would you rate it? If you were to give it a letter, a letter grade. Overall, what would I rate this year's free agent frenzy? Yeah. Shit is ridiculous this year. It's ridiculous. I don't understand like some some teams that values you know I just want to start by asking what the fuck are the Carolina Hurricanes doing? Does anyone know? Because does anyone have an answer? Yeah, <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't know. It started uh, out this this you know for Agent Frenzy started out when Carolina traded their stud young goalie Nedeljkovic to Detroit for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was before free agent frenzy. That was exactly. Yeah. That's where it, it started out with that, like the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happened, when everyone had no idea what was going on, including the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit's like, I have no idea why they <laughs> wanted to do that, but we will take it. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, you know, Carolina has this mindset that says they will not go a cent over what they value their players to be paid at. Well, here's the thing. They gave away their goalie because they already had talks with Toronto and specifically Frederick Anderson. Because Frederick Anderson signed with the Carolina Hurricanes for 4.5 mil per year on a two-year contract with a total of $9 million. So you trade away Nedeljkovic for nothing. They they value Anderson clearly higher than, than Nedeljkovic. So do you just give away assets when you value someone higher? Well, the Jays did, didn't they? Boom. Oh, no. no, but uh, they gave him away for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right? No, I agree. But they clearly, they wanted to go in a different, different direction. And um, obviously, we're not in the, the war room um, in Carolina. But uh, that's that's what they wanted to do. Clearly, uh, yeah. Let's talk about some, uh, some stuff that happened with the Leafs. Uh, they lost star D-man Zach Bogosian. They uh, greatest D man of all time. Greatest D man that has ever laced up and put on a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform. Uh, Him and James McCann. I think James McCann has to be the best Leaf of all time. Jared McCann. Jared McCann. Sorry, you've called him James twice now. What <laughs> James backed on his name. Uh, Where's yeah. James McCann when you need one? Honestly, we'll look him up. We'll add him on Facebook. <laughs> we'll we'll post him to our to our page. 
but yeah, Zach Bogosian is rejoining the Tampa Bay Lightning because <laughs> clearly he understands when to jump off a sinking ship. Um, I'm still, I'm still mad at the Leafs. I'm not, I'm not over that. But, uh, but yeah, no, Zach Bogosian has rejoined the Tampa Bay Lightning on a three-year contract uh, because he wants to win more Stanley Cups, and good for him. Uh, Braden Holtby signed a one-year contract with Dallas Stars. I mean, that's not that doesn't really have anything to do with the uh, the Leafs or anything we care about. So let's move on. Uh, Michael Bunting signed a two-year contract with the former Leafs. Newman guy. He uh, grew up in Scarborough, went to went to high school. In he did. Scarborough. Um, I love when when the Leafs sign a player that's from Toronto, and then we see like oh old pictures of them in Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, like gear or like growing up as a hockey player, we see them, you know, like they're, they're living their lifelong dream. You know what I mean? Um, what I did want to talk about was the Leafs grabbing a stud of a second goalie in Peter Mrazek. Who? Peter Mrazek. What Who? are you talking about? Peter Mrazek is, uh, he spent lots, uh, well, most of last season injured, um, but yeah, no, we signed him to a three-year contract, $3.8 million a year, which is less than the Carolina Hurricanes signed Frederick Anderson for. I don't understand. I don't understand what the Leafs game plan is this off season. I, I, I just don't understand anything that they're doing right now. You know, and- I, I like the Peter Mrazek pickup. Peter Mrazek had, I think five shutouts in maybe like the, the 30 games that he played this season. All right. Here's hoping, you know, he's, he, they brought him in to be the one B to, you know, um, Campbell's one a, uh, we'll see, you know, I hope it pays off. You know, if anything, this will give, um, someone like Campbell who hasn't really worked a full, you know, like 60 starter game season workload. Yeah. This will give him a bit of a break and, you know, keep him fresh, especially for the playoffs if they have playoff hopes this year uh, when it matters the most. So nice low risk move here for the uh, Maple Leafs. Leafs aren't going to make the playoffs. Fuck that. <laughs> um, Dougie, Dougie Hamilton signing in New Jersey. In New Jersey. New Jersey's doing some some good things here. Like, uh, for the most part, for the most part, we'll get into, we'll get into what they, what they're not doing, but, uh, yeah, New Jersey, I've, I've always kind of like, New Jersey's kind of been the team where it's just like, I, I enjoy watching them play and I don't have anything against them. Um, maybe because I grew up watching Mark, Martin Broder, but, uh, yeah, no, Dougie Hamilton and who else did they sign? They signed another D-man. The Devils? Yeah. Where did Seth Jones sign? In Calgary. No, in Chicago. In Chicago. Right, yeah. right. Chicago. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I was thinking of Seth Jones. Um, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know why the Carolina Hurricanes gave up on Dougie Hamilton. I also don't know why Dougie Hamilton got less money than Seth Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seth Jones is a good defenseman. Dougie Hamilton is was a the, top five defenseman. He was the best D a free agent this soft season. Yeah. Dougie Hamilton. 
Yeah. I don't Zach Wierenski apparently is a better defenseman. Zach Wierenski is getting paid more <laughs> than Dougie Hamilton. Zach Wierenski is getting paid more than Alex Ovechkin. I just I don't know what these teams are doing. I don't understand what Chicago is doing. We haven't even gone to Mark Andre Fleury yet, but we need to talk about Mark Andre Fleury. You know, but but I don't understand what some teams are doing. Edmonton, what the fuck are you doing? Who did they give up? They gave up. They just they, acquired, you know, um, Duncan Keith. <laughs> right. No, but I think they acquired. And Zach, his, they paid Zach Hyman five and a half mil. Zach Hyman deserves five and a half mil. He does not. How deserve, dare he you? He does not deserve five and a half. How dare you? Zach Hyman deserves five and a half million dollars. The Leafs were not going to give that to him because they can't. So obviously he had to go somewhere that valued him Zach, at his potential. Zach great, Hyman, great guy know, in the locker room. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and he's a workhorse. He is a workhorse. He was the best part of that Matthews Marner line for so long, especially in the postseason. Yeah, Zach Hyman. Obviously, he's he's a free agent. He decided that he was going to get paid what he deserves to get paid, as opposed to taking a pay cut, which a lot of Leafs have to do to stay on this mm. team right now, because we decided to go out and pay Marner almost eleven million dollars. So a lot of Leafs, if they want to stay on this team, they have to take a pay cut. You know who else got five and a half? Philip Deneau. Fucker from Montreal with the Kings. Jaden Schwartz got five and a half mil too. I don't understand. What is happening here? You're like, <laughs> where are these guys getting these these contracts? You know who's also getting five and a half mil? Well, closer to six mil. But your boy, Philip Grubauer. He that, went to Seattle. That I don't understand. He went like, to Seattle. I, I don't understand what... It has to have been that Colorado didn't want him back because why would you go from a cup contender? Cup contender, yeah. Who who made your life easy? You know, the best defense amongst the league. You know, um, like tops in the league. Yeah. But to be fair, that made you into a star because literally you didn't have to. You had to stop twelve pucks a night. Made you into a star because of that. And then you go and sign with an expansion team that's probably not going to win more than 12 games this year. Okay, hey, we said that about the Vegas Golden Knights as well. And look what they did in their first season. Grubauer is not Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't know. He's pretty good. He's not the flower. Speaking of the flower, I cannot believe he got traded. I don't think he's going to play a single game for Chicago. No. I think he's going to retire. That's my opinion. It would have been nice if, you know, Chicago found a way to deal him to Colorado to take Grubauer's spot, you know, but... In, like, a three-team deal there? Yeah. Um, I thought... I think it would it would have been funny if Fleury went to Seattle, if, like, Seattle drafted him, mm-hmm. so that, you know, he, he started up Vegas, and he made Vegas pretty much... Like, he put that team on his shoulders in the first season, um, and he made them what they are. That's why they're so formidable right now. Well, Seattle did have that opportunity to draft Carey Price. They did. You know, and they turned that down. But that's a huge contract. And, like, we can say what we want about, like, them making a mistake with that. But that's that's a huge contract to take on, for, especially for a goalie. It's the biggest contract in the league right now for a goalie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, Fleury, uh, I don't know if he's going to play a single game for Chicago. Because there's talks, even before that trade was announced... There was talks about um, him discussing his future as a hockey player with his family. 
And now I think getting traded to a team that is going through a shit show right now. Like Chicago Blackhawks are under fire. There's sexual assault allegations coming up. Um, covering up those sexual assault allegations as a franchise, as a team. Like they're under a lot of, like they're in court, in and out of court right now. So I, I don't think um, Flurry or anyone for that matter, will want to play for that team. Uh, Tampa Bay did a good job at figuring out their salary cap woes. You know, they got, a, you know, five players, they, they got off their their books right now. They I mean, had a they few had contract to. contracts expiring. They had you know, to. They so literally had to. Blake Coleman's in Calgary now. David Savard's in Montreal. Tyler Johnson was traded to Chicago. That's a that's a big loss. Goodrow was headed. He got traded to the Rangers and Yanni Gorde to Seattle. He's still celebrating his like he's probably still drunk somewhere in a fountain, yeah. celebrating the 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 win, the Stanley Cup win. And he <laughs> probably got a text from his agent saying, "By the way, you're you're no longer part of Tampa Bay." <laughs> Get off the bay. Get off the bay. Um, the Leafs lost uh, one Nick Foligno. Trash. To the Leafs' rival in the Boston Bruins. Bruins are going to be good, man. They re-signed Taylor Hall. They did, yeah. Clearly, uh, yeah, the players realized that they have something good in Boston. And Foligno was like, get me the fuck out of Toronto. You know, I was talking to a few friends of mine earlier about um, the Leafs trades and like the, the trades that they made over the years and the trade tree that's happened from them with like draft picks that they've traded as well. Okay. You know, guys, I don't know if you know this, but you know, guys like Scott Niedermeyer could have been a Leaf. Guys mm-hmm. like Roberto Luongo. Oh, you're talking about like the picks that they gave away. Exactly. And what those picks ended up being. Tyler Sagan mm-hmm. could have yep. been a Leaf. Dougie Hamilton could have been a Leaf. Yeah. Well, when you look at like, yeah, players that were drafted before the players that they took, yeah, they 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 passed up on. But there's there's no way to 100% tell looking at a draft who's going to be. Yeah, I mean, look at how many players were drafted ahead of Tom Brady, and all of like every team passed on him. Every team. All I'm saying is the Leafs giving away these fucking first rounders for Nick Foligno. Is going to come back and haunt them because they did. You know, they gave away a first yeah, rounder. These first a... rounders end up being a, a Roberto Luongo, a Scott Niedermeyer, yeah, a Tyler Sagan. That was that was a mistake on the Leafs' you part know, so... to, to give up as much as they did for Felino. But you, yeah, I mean, like you can't tell. The Leafs last season looked like Stanley Cup contenders, and if they have an opportunity to sign a, a veteran leader in Nick Felino from Columbus, then yeah, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. If they have an opportunity, not sign, but if they have an opportunity to trade for him to better their already Stanley Cup contending team, they're going to do it. And obviously shit just broke down because what else is new in Toronto Maple Leafs world? Find a way to fuck it up, you know? Like just find a find way to a way fuck it up. To fuck it up. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was Tony D'Angelo. Okay. Coming back into the league carolina man another carolina signing what yeah. the fuck is carolina do- i asked that at the beginning of this segment what the fuck is carolina doing and they're, they're coming out right now and defending that that decision um when literally the last team he played for his goalie punched him in the face in practice and we're talking about how how great 
they're well, Carolina is coming out and saying how great Tony Dillon, Tony D'Angelo is in the locker room when literally his last teammate punched him in the face. He was exiled from his last team, and you're talking about how great he is in the locker room? No, Tony D'Angelo is a piece of shit. Yeah. Plus, he's a Trump supporter. Exactly. They go uh, hand in hand. How about the Montreal Canadiens drafting Mayu? That's the second thing I wanted to talk about. This guy literally came out and said, I made a mistake. Do not draft me. I don't feel I'm mature enough to be drafted. And what did the Montreal Canadiens do with their with the last pick in the first round? They drafted him. That is inexcusable. For those of you who don't know, Logan Malieux. Um, I don't even like saying his name because it's stupid. But um, when he was he was a junior and he was playing in Sweden, I believe Sweden, Sweden or Switzerland, Sweden, I think mm-hmm. Sweden. Um, he met up with a woman, um, and they had sexual intercourse and he took a picture of her and then distributed that picture, possibly ruining this woman's life because this picture, um, was, yeah, distributed to as many people as this guy could find because this guy is such a piece of shit. And... So he's now, you know, he has this sexual, these sexual harassment allegations against him. And he, you know, he's coming out and he can apologize all he wants. But he literally said, I'm not mature enough to be drafted. Do not draft me. And the Montreal Canadiens still drafted him. And are defending that pick. To the point where the owner had to come out and make a statement saying that, you know, we feel that there's a lot of potential with this kid. In the statement I read, um, he said that we want Logan to speak to our team about his experience. What the fuck does that even mean? Speak about his experience? The, the dude's like, what, 18 years old? Yeah. I don't know. I've just, the whole thing is just, I've just been shaking now my head. Now you have guys like Gary Bettman, you have Pierre Elliott, Justin Trudeau speaking, saying, I'm disappointed in my hometown, Montreal Canadiens. Did Justin Trudeau say? Yeah, you went on, he, you didn't hear that? No. Yeah, you went on record in front of a mic saying, you know, I'm disappointed that the Montreal Canadiens Are you serious? went this route. Yeah. Where, the, the where did, yeah. how did I miss this? Where was this? Man, let me let me find the footage here for you. Oh my god. <laughs> the prime minister came yeah. out and said, "You're kidding me." What did Batman say? Same thing. Yeah, cuz literally this guy came out and said, "Do not draft me." How did this pick even make it? Like how did the the Canadians even cuz the Canadians have to give this pick. They have to let someone know that they're making this pick before they announce it. Yeah, it's it's wild. I can't believe Justin just said something though. How did I miss that? I'm on Twitter every single day, all day long. How did I miss this? I don't know. It was on national news. 
As a Montreal MP, wondering uh, if you're disappointed with this, with this decision and what message you think it sends to young male athletes in Canada. As a lifelong Habs fan, I have to say uh, I am deeply disappointed by the decision. Uh, I think it was a, a lack of judgment by the Canadians organization. Uh, I think they have uh, a lot of explaining to do to Montrealers and to fans from right across the country. Wow. Was this in like just a press conference? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So on Tuesday, he came out and he said that about them. Uh, you know, I, that's... Jeez, that is huge. You know, um, Okay, so what, what do the Canadians do from here? What do they do? I don't know. Is Logan going to play a game? Like, is, is are they even going to, like, give him a chance? This guy's going to get booed everywhere he goes. Every time he touches the puck, he's going to get booed. I don't know what you do here. The Canadians already cemented their legacy as one of the most hated franchises in the league. And you go and do this? Yeah, he's being chastised. He's he's never going to be able to play in the NHL. No. Absolutely not. He's never. And the, you know, the Canadians in their their multiple statements about why they drafted him. They they're talking about how, you know, he's going to redeem himself and all this all this other bullshit like I don't know, it's just so stupid. But anyways, I think we should move on because um, we still got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about um, the NBA draft last night. Oh my God. And all the shit that happened there. Before the draft even started, there was a blockbuster trade. Do we want to talk about that? Let's talk about the Lakers giving up more of their depth for the star quality. Fucking Lakers, man. Giving up every other bench player that they didn't give up for Anthony Davis to get Russell Westbrook. I don't understand how they can fit these contracts. Because they're giving up everyone else. (laughs) It's literally going to be the three of them versus five other players. Like, they're not going to have a fourth and fifth player to start in their starting lineup. No, it's just going to be three on five. It's just going to be three on five. Yeah. And each three of them are going to play the entire game. All three of them are super injury prone as well. Super injury prone. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? Westbrook is a triple double machine ball hog as is LeBron James. I'm excited to see what they can do. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to do some damage in the West. You know, um, you know, they might take it very far this year in the playoffs, but I'm interested to see what they do this year. As a, if you want to be a, a, a playoff, you know, a championship contender, you have to have that depth, though. You have to be able... And that's the thing about Brooklyn this season is that they didn't have that depth. And so when Kevin Durant was the only one of your big three that was healthy for the playoffs, you you fell to Milwaukee because you didn't have the depth to compete. And how do the Lakers look at that and not you know, realize that they need depth? Don't give away... Who did they give up? Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and a pick. Yeah. A first-round pick in this season. Which could have added to your depth. I mean, they got back in return with Westbrook. They got back like a seventh in 2028 and like a fourth in 2024 or something like that. 
Yeah, but here here comes a return of super teams again, right? Like we're, yeah. we we saw with Brooklyn, we thought we were getting away from this and it would just be duos. But here comes the super teams again, right? Like the big 3. It's insane. How do you think Bradley Beal feels right now? I don't know. He says he still wants to stay in Washington. So, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to that. There's talks about Bradley Beal potentially, you know, like being involved in a trade to the Warriors. Uh, there's just so much going on and and we haven't even started to talk about the actual draft the actual draft yeah let's talk about the draft i'm sure we're gonna i'm sure we're still gonna see a few more trades happening here in the next coming days you know so who knows right we still you still might see damian lillard get traded still might see oh man if he i if he goes anywhere else other than if he stays in portland i'll be happy if he comes to the rappers i'll be ecstatic there's talks about Lonzo Ball potentially getting traded, Bradley Beal. Like, there's names flying around everywhere. You know, guys like um, the the team like the Raptors could really use a big center. You know, you think about other guys like Rashawn Holmes who were available this year. Did you hear who they're going after, though? Who are they going after? Jared Allen. Jared Allen from Cleveland, Cleveland. now. Yeah. Um, there's so many names out there that, you know, this this is just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, the Raptors do need a star center, and Jared Allen is a monster. I think it's so surprising that they drafted. We'll get into the draft here shortly, but the fact that they drafted a power forward, you know, Scotty Pippen Barnes, you know, it's fucking Let's crazy. Let's get into the draft right now. Let's talk about it. Let's go. So, you know, universally, <laughs> The Toronto Raptors were expected to draft Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, you know, who was expected to turn into a star uh, point guard in the league, you know, top five point guard in the league down the road. And they opted to, you know, pick a defensive-minded player who has great court vision, a player who brings energy every night in and out, you know, a guy from Florida State uh, by the name of Scotty Barnes, who I think is a great pick. He was... In, a, in every mock draft, he was expected to go five or six. Mm-hmm. Raptors took him at four. What do you think? I I, I like this. It, it shows that, I mean, we did talk about it last night, but it shows that they have faith in their already star point guard, Van Vliet. Uh, then they have faith in Malachi Flynn, who is also a point guard. He can also play shooting guard, but he's mostly a point guard. Um. And then it also maybe shows that the the Raptors are going to re-sign Kyle Lowry, yeah, in this offseason. But or, I do, or Alonzo Ball, or Alonzo Ball. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I, I do like the pick. It's, the crowd you could hear when when they announced the pick that the crowd was in shock and a little bit upset. But Scotty Barnes, as soon as he got drafted, as soon as he got you know. The, it was announced. You saw how happy he was. You saw how how great his energy was. And that's what the Raptors need. Like, you look at this Raptors team and their energy, they click so well together. I think Scotty Barnes is going to fit like a glove into that, into that mix there. And what do the Raptors struggle with every single season? What's the one thing that, that loses them games, in your opinion? What's the one thing that they, they always need to work on? They they need to be more athletic. You know, they need to... Well, that, but also rebounds. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they like, lose the reason so they struggled last year is because they didn't have a Marcusal and a Serge Ibaka to down low to you know like bring that physicality to and bring, bring that physicality. Pascal Siakam is skinny as fuck. Put on some weight, Pascal. Put on some muscle weight. And then Chris Boucher. You get, you, Chris Boucher is like a Slim fucking duck. piece of eight by eleven paper <laughs> flying flying around in the wind. Getting a ball and shooting some threes. I mean, That's don't get Chris me wrong. Boucher. Don't get me wrong. Chris Boucher can shoot lights out, but like he gets bullied off the ball way too easily. So, what do the Raptors do to solve that problem? Chris Boucher is Bristol board. I'll give him a little bit more. <laughs> Bristol board. He's fucking, you know, if if Pascal's construction paper, then Chris Boucher is Bristol Just board. Bristol board. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, they do need to get more physical. A guy like Jared Allen would fit in great there. A guy like Jared Allen would fit in great, but also a guy like Scotty Barnes. Is it Jake Allen? It's not Jake Allen. It's Jared (laughs) Allen. It's not Jake Allen. Good Lord. Uh, Jared McCann. Jared McCann. Jared Allen. Jacob McCann. Uh, (laughs) No, uh, Scotty Barnes fits in well with that team. I think um, he's a defensive-minded player. Even mm. like listening to his uh, the post-draft conferences, like he's so he's a confident player. Mm-hmm. This is a confident player, and he's so well-spoken, and he's so he believes in himself, and he knows what he's capable of. The Raptors view him as a similar player to Kawhi Leonard. To Kawhi so Leonard. they wanted they, exactly. they saw a lot of makeup. And, you know, the Raptors here, they're not drafting the best player right now. They're drafting the player who they believe to be the best player in yeah. three to four years. And look at the Raptors' development right now. Yeah. They, Fred Van Vliet was not drafted at all. They saw Masai and Bobby Webster they saw something. They love these something. prove it, prove it exactly. players, you know? Like, they saw something in Fred Van Vliet after he was passed up in every single round by every single team. The Raptors went out and grabbed him. Because they, they believed in him and they, they saw his workout and, you know, they, they wanted him. And they developed him into the player he is now. I think Same it's going to work out well for them. I think it's going to work out amazingly for them. Yeah. Twitter was going after Masai and Bobby Webster last night because they... I, I love when everyone turns into a GM. Everyone turns into a president or a GM. As soon as, you know, they... Their, their own uh, GM does something off book or does something that's not expected. And that's what happened last night. Masai and Bobby Webster took Scotty Barnes instead of Jalen Suggs. Don't get me wrong. Orlando at number five got a great pick in Jalen Suggs. They did. You know, but did. They were not expecting that pick, but they, they realized they had to take it. But um, no, I, I have total faith. Masai and Bobby Webster built a championship team. They won a championship, not two and a half-ish years ago. Three years ago now. Wow, time has flown. But they built a championship team. Mm. I just saw a really funny tweet about the Lakers. What's that? Uh, the Lakers 2022 lineup. So their lineup next year. And like this is just going off what the Lakers have been rumored with throughout yeah. At point guard, Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard. <laughs> Shooting guard, DeMar DeRozan oh and Buddy Heald. <laughs> Small forward, LeBron James. Point forward, power forward, Anthony Davis. Center, Andre Drummond. The bench, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry. Drummond. Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, oh my and Miles Turner. <laughs> God. My God. Just get, go get every player in the league. You know, every Everyone impact player. Remember. 
That's Speaking of Ben Simmons. I thought he was going to get traded yesterday. No, the Philadelphia 76ers are fucking delusional. They are. The Sixers have hoped to trade Ben Simmons all day yesterday. You know, what they're asking, though, is just silly. You know, asking... Did you see what they asked the Raptors? Yeah, they asked for Anunoby, Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. um, the, The fourth overall pick. Yeah. And two future firsts. Yeah. Are you fucking stupid? But did you see what they asked the uh, Warriors? No. They asked the Warriors for Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, the number seventh and 14th pick, and two future firsts. For Ben Simmons. For Ben Simmons. A guy that's maybe made one three-pointer in his entire career. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The reason they're trying to get rid of him is because he scored, what, five points a game in the last series that Philly didn't make it out of? They're getting rid of him because he's trash. And you want that much for him? I don't know. Yeah, the Sixers, I agree with you, are delusional. Can you see a scenario where the Sixers would trade Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard? Like a one-for-one? I think Damian Lillard is a better player than Ben Simmons. I mean, they're very different players. So do you think Philly has to include a draft pick if they're going to do that? Yes, I agree. Or someone else with Ben Simmons. Because Damian Lillard is a franchise player. Ben Simmons is not a franchise player. I'm sorry, but he's not. Damian Lillard is Damian Lillard is is trapped on a team that's not going to win a championship. The sec, the Sixers are trapped with Ben Simmons. If they keep Ben Simmons on their team, they're not going to win a championship. That's the trade-off here. But Damian Lillard is the player you want on your team if you want to win a championship. So, the 2016 NBA draft was where Ben Simmons was drafted first overall. The rookie of the year that year was a second round pick who goes by the name of Malcolm Brogdon. He won the rookie of the year that year. Brogdon won rookie of the year? Not Ben Simmons. The players that went undrafted in 2016, Fred Van Vliet, Alex Caruso. Caruso. So, like, guys like that. So, Ben Simmons, first overall, is still, that was only four or five years ago, is still an impact player. I don't think I think that Philadelphia 76ers are still living in 2015 when they went into that draft trying to select Ben Simmons, but he ain't that good. He's not that good. No, no. He's a. You can call him a star all you want, but he's he's not going to win your. He's not a. He's not a player you build a team around. Yeah, he's just not. Alrighty, there's there's so much that we. We, we, we're able to talk about today, but there's so much that we want to talk about still. So tune in next week. We're going to talk Olympics because that's going to still be going on next week. Uh, and we're going to talk about our Canadian women just kicking ass, continuing to kick 100%. ass. 100%. Alrighty. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 